Welcome to New Entry Wrestling Podcast, baby! Welcome back to New Entry Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Sexy Ian, with my co-host, Ever. What it do, baby? And Ever still not here. Ever, when are you coming back? Because, yeah, fool, I miss you. So lonely. So lonely on this couch. That's how me and Ever record. We share a blanket on the couch. But anyways, this episode, I am going to be interviewing Chicago's very own top heels, uh, the King Pit, Damian Tyler. Taylor, Taylor Gang, I don't remember his name to be honest, aka Uncle Phil, first things first, uh, I have to say appreciate for him doing this interview, so, but yeah, so, a little recap, shall we, Brock Lesnar returns to WWE Smackdown, he's gonna be facing Brock no, he ain't going to be facing Brock Lesnar. He's going to be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at day one, January 1st, day one, baby. See, I kind of book it. I booked that idea. Did I book the idea in my fantasy Eva episode, whatever, WWE Fallout, the fake pay-per-view I did? But, yeah, it's whatever. Don't get me wrong. On headline, on paper, I'm t- I'm getting tired of seeing The Rock. I mean, The Rock, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. But I do enjoy their matches, man. I'm not going to be hating. I'm not going to lie. So their matches are pretty good. By far, my favorite one's the one that, t- that took place in the WrestleMania 34 for the Universal Championship. That one was by far my favorite one. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping the only thing is I hope it's just not a singles match. I hope it's like a – I think they should have this match in a Hell in a Cell or in a cage match, even though they already had a, a feud in, or a match inside a steel cage. But, you know, hey, we could, we could see a Hell in a Cell match. That's the one match that they're missing. Or like a last man standing. So – That'd be pretty dope. But anyways, uh, about my WWE Fallout fantasy booking, I heard some good reviews, so I'll probably do another one for day one. Uh, maybe, hopefully. Unless people were just saying that to be nice. But, yeah. Uh, congrats to Hangman Page on being the AEW World Heavyweight Champion on a classic match against Kenny Omega. Uh, he's going to be feuding with, what's his name? Oh my gosh, Daniel, no, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson uh, at the event Winter is Coming. So uh, pretty psyched about that. And the only thing that's like, damn, I can't believe it's not a pay-per-view event. That match is not taking place on the pay-per-view. So, but hey, whatever. Uh so my thing is kind of concerns me. It's like, damn, can hang Hangman Page drop the belt to Brian Danielson uh, that quickly? But I guess we'll just gotta fa- wait and see. I think I believe the event is December fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. 
Nah. When, when is the event? Yeah, December 15th. So, you did, yeah. I enjoy that, uh, that, that segment that MJF had with CM Punk. Um, pretty cool going back and forth on the mic, but at the same time, they kept not just them, but Cody Rhodes as well. The there's too many mention of WWE. Um, I don't know why they have to keep mentioning WWE, taking shots at them. It's like, honestly, nobody cares. Some people do. There is some moments where it's like, ooh, yeah, that's a shot at WWE. But then the, the fact of, it's like, dude, just drop it already. Like from Cody Rose, CM Punk, it's like, okay, we get it. They did you guys bogus, not as much as CM Punk. Cody Rose was just more of a, they weren't giving him an opportunity. Uh, but with CM Punk, it was like he was up there. He was in the main event status. He could have main evented more pay-per-views, probably headline WrestleMania. And, you know, he got released on the day of his wedding. So I kind of understand all that. You know, he got that Bret Hart treatment sort of in a way. But, yeah, but he needs to cool it with the whole WWE mention. But, anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and get to this interview because it's a very long interview. That's what she said. Anyways, uh, here is the interview with Damian Tyler. Taylor. Tyler. Tyler, the king pit. He's an old buddy of mine. He's cool. It's all right. Anyways, let's get into this interview, baby. All right, we are here with the King Pit, Damian Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, Tyler. Sorry, all the time. It's fine. I keep forgetting about the A. It's because when I read it, it says Taylor, but it's like no, it's Tyler. So it's like, but sorry about that, man. But go ahead. You want to let the fans and listeners know about a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, Damian Tyler, you know, the kingpin. I've been known by a couple of other names, unfortunately, but that's the nature of the business. You feel me? I got but, you. Uh, been in for what? It's been 12, almost 12 years now. February we make 12 years. Man, I've been doing this way too long. 12 years is a long time. So that that's 10, I mean, 12 years, because I known you back in 2010. So are you, you are you counting those years that you were training as well? Yeah, I'm counting those years. That okay. count. You remember okay. those days? Hell yeah. Oh, that. What are you talking about? No, I was just curious because I like because I, I wasn't sure if if that was the, the starting point or the starting point was in 2008. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, as soon as I stepped foot in that ring, that's when it started for me. So that was 2009. I believe. I want to say 2009. It's been, hey, getting kicked in the head a couple of times, your memory gets bad. I want to say it's 2009. No, I feel that. It reminds me. It's almost that time. (laughs) So you started off training back in, uh, what was it called? Windy City Pro Wrestling, right? Yes, sir. Good old Were you you there at the... where the doors were closing 
or were you there the after afterwards aftermath where it became dynasty no uh basically me and a couple other guys were basically the, the last of the mohicans basically we came in right before everything fell apart right we were that, we were that last class of windy city um we got maybe a good year in before everything fell apart and we wound up becoming dynasty that's when uh we wound up going to what was that indiana or whatever so we got a year underneath the windy city belt it was it was good you know it is what it is you got your foot in the door so that's what's like yeah. you know important it felt good to get you know that old school brush you know what i'm saying right uh for a while because of the where we came from we kind of got looked at a different way you know we got looked at it being too rough or too stiff in the ring because of the way that we were trained but it is what it is as as being a smaller guy i'm putting my stuff you know i'm, I'm laying it in there so if you can't handle that that's on you right and it's believable for the yeah. fans too yeah that's they, that's how we yeah. thought you know the smaller you are you gotta lay it in there definitely same thing as like that's how Daniel Bryan is. He's a smaller yeah. guy and he, yeah, he's stiff hard. Yeah, that's why I love watching his work. All the smaller guys, the typical, you know, the guys that people usually don't look at as being heavyweights or whatever you want to call it. Pete Dunn. Uh I love Murphy's work, even though he's not that that big of a guy. He's jacked, but he's not really that big. So I enjoy watching their work. That's definitely because he's got shredded so been been enjoying watching him lately so besides windy city uh and dynasty that's where you basically train from that point on where did you go and start getting bookings uh from there oh man wherever somebody would put us on a card that's where we were at um we tried really, really hard at one point to get into AAW when we first started, uh, me and my old tag partner. Uh, we tried to get into AAW. Was on, we were doing, like, dark matches for them for, like, man, it was, like, a year straight. We were doing dark matches for them, trying to get our foot in the door. Uh, we went from doing dark matches for them almost every month for a year. Uh, wound up running into... Um, what was that? The Booker for uh, Anarchy at that time. We wound up running into him, started running with Anarchy. Um, I got my foot in the door for ARW back in the day. Basically, anywhere I can get my short self on, I, that's where I was at. If that meant me popping up, like, hey, you got a spot for me, please? Or, hey, such and such didn't show up. I got my gear. You know, that's that's what I was doing. So you also you also wrestled in Berwyn Championship Wrestling, yeah. IPW, RPW, Chicago Land Championship. Uh, Chicago. Uh, what was that? I said I almost forgot about Chicago Land. <laughs> uh, did you also wrestle for Freelance and other like Freelance Chicago style wrestling? Uh, fusion wrestling i think the other one's called prime wrestling uh as you already know it's way too many feds in, in chicago 
So mm-hmm. I haven't really touched freelance. I don't, I haven't, you know, don't blame me for not trying. I tried, but you know, that's the nature of the beast for the business in Chicago. You feel me? Right. Uh, sometimes you got to know somebody that knows somebody and they do favors. Um, I did a, some work for underground. Like I did a favor for, uh, for one of my guys to do, uh, what is it? What, are, what is it now? Freelance underground. Yeah. I did a favor for one of my guys. Uh, well, you know, him, Mojo. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Through and do a favor for him. So, that was the only time I did business with Freelance Underground or even got close to Freelance. So I've hit them up a couple of times like, hey, you got a spot? Nope. Okay. I keep it moving. I know. Do oh, they don't... really reject people like that? No, I just, I, 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 when it comes to bookings, like I ask, you know, hey, is it a spot? You know, I'm super professional. Hey, do you have a spot available? If you do, you know, I have footage, you know, I do the whole stick. I, I give right. them what- I do my part as professionally as I can and you know they don't have a spot for me okay I keep it moving I'm not one of those guys that's going to keep coming to you like hey I'm not going to beg anybody for bookings that's one thing I'm not going to do right you know, right. Uh, I already made my feelings known on Facebook about how I feel about certain you know how people do stuff I don't understand why promoters don't uh speak up you know that's a one of my pet peeves you know, it's promoters not speaking up. Like, if you don't have a spot for somebody, just say that. Don't leave them on red or not say anything, you know. To me, that's right. extremely unprofessional. Definitely if you're a former, you know, or if you're a worker and you're a promoter now and you do that, that's, like, you, like, dude, you know how it feels to be, be in my shoes looking for bookings and somebody just reads your comment like, oh, yeah, screw you, you're not worth it. That's how I take it. Like, oh, I'm not even worth the reply so so i don't i try not to you know focus in on it i just keep it moving try to find another spot got it um from every place since you kind of basically i was going to save that question for later on but since you basically brought it up what are your top three favorite places that you actually worked for that you would like you're still either regardless if you're still getting booked there every month or some a place that you like you wish you could work every day man my favorite spot i know this it once people listen to this and they're probably gonna be like really i really enjoy my time at anarchy even mm-hmm. though there's a lot of weird stuff going on at that time like, you know beef or whatever i really right. enjoy my my spot at anarchy uh, regardless of what people think, you know, uh, I don't know if he's going to watch this or not, but Mr. Santana starts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me and him bumped heads a lot, but I respect him. You know what I'm saying? I understand where he was coming from, even though he has a bad rep sometimes. I, I don't, I don't want to say I love him or nothing. You know, I'm not that mushy, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I respect him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's a little under misunderstood. So, right. but I love working at Anarchy. I love working in Berwyn, period. Berwyn is just a great atmosphere to wrestle in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even when we, when I was tagging with my uh, with my boy back in the day and we were doing the dark matches for AAW, we were happy doing that. You know, we were happy just doing dark matches just because of it being in Berwyn. You know, mm-hmm. like 
that crowd is just when you have that little spot packed, it's just fun. You know what I'm saying? Like the fans really, you know what I'm saying, are good fans. Like I love Burma's crowds. Other than like an actual fed, I would say yeah, like anarchy, but my favorite spot to wrestle is Berlin, always. Arnicky, oh my god, I can't even say it. Arnicky still uh around? around? Not that I know of, no. I've, last time I heard, you know, Anarchy ran. Man, I think it was like the right before I want to say Rona hit. I think they did a show, maybe. But man, uh that was there, right? Yeah, that was it. Uh they started running shows other places, but I don't know what happened to it. Interesting. Every once in a while, I hear you know whispers of it possibly coming back. Right. Until I, you know, what I'm saying, see something or hear something from starters, so I ain't gonna believe nothing. So, is there a place that you would never go back to? <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. The PC thing to say is, you know, yeah, most definitely, you know, there's places, but we're not gonna do that. You know, one of the places I know damn sure I'm not going back to is is PRW. Most definitely not. You will never, ever see Damian Tyler touch a ring for them ever again. Ever again. Never will you see me. Like, you can, man. You want to go into details? Hey, if you want me to, you know, I don't know. You can try to, hey, it's up to you. Just try to keep it as PG as you can. PG as we can. you can even bleep it out yourself if you want. <laughs> like for me, it was just way too much politics and pretending to be wrestlers. Like a lot of people get on me and, and the way I look, you know, I had put on weight. I'm not going to lie. You know, I put on. A, and a we few, all have. We all have. I have put on a few pounds. You feel me? But, you know, people come to me. Oh, you need to look the part. and You don't look like a wrestler. And you need to, you know, get into shape. You know, I didn't hit 200. Right. You know, I'm 200 pounds now. A lot of people say I need to get into better shape. Cool. But you have a whole fed. You have a whole promotion that looked like they just got off their couch and said, hey, <laughs> you're gonna be a, I'm going to be a wrestler today. No. Like, out of respect for, you know, out of respect for the man who runs it, I was doing business for them. And because, you know, I had doing favors you know how wrestling is you always doing favors right. i want to going back and i i regret it i should have never went back you know uh it left a bad taste in my mouth like a really bad taste in my mouth when now was back. it because of uh like was it just because of what you saw in the locker room from the guys so, or was it like a certain match or the booking had a checklist sir like whatever you think is wrong with a wrestling business or a locker room? It it basically happened there. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I'm not. Anybody that knows what goes on in there knows. You know, if if any of them watch it, watch this, they probably gonna feel some type of way. I really don't care. I really don't. As you can see in my face. I yeah, care. I know. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, where there's a reason why you know I reached out to you to do this interview with me. Look. So. And it, I, I'm very grateful because I've had people back away from me because of my mouth. No, and I'm very nice. the reason why we're still friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. 
But uh, like, and plus, you could take a joke. I've been calling you Uncle Phil for like what two years now. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. As you can see, I ain't <laughs> shaved today. It's been one of those days. Like I've been running around all day, so I ain't get a chance to do nothing. I was like, skip it. This is what you get. All the hands you get. Hey, you know, you're not being booked. You're not getting paid for this interview, so you, know, you don't have to look for the part. You know, you ain't getting the hand, all the handsomeness. Nah. <laughs> all right. So um, I got to ask about the whole the gimmick, the mask, the the king pit, uh, the jacket. Where'd you get all that idea from? Oh, man. Like, the king pin thing really came to me when I was uh, – when I got injured. Uh, that was like my first big injury. Like I didn't think I was coming back really. Uh, right. I tore my meniscus, my PCL, and I fractured my shin. Ooh. So, and if I told you how I did it, you would be like, "Really, Tyler? Like, no, I didn't tear it. You know, doing all that damage, doing a cool move or anything. It was legit a stomp. Like, I don't know if you like Cody Rose does that stomp from the uh, from the bottom rope. You know, he does the the little springboard stomp." He does oh, it every, yeah. every once in a while. You know, I did that. And the ring we were in had way too much give in it. Mm. So when I bounced, like when I bounced up to jump, the ring bounced up a little bit. So Ooh. it made me hyperextend my knee. And it, yeah, tore my knee up. Ouch. So I finished the match. I walked to my, I walked to the locker room. I walked to my car. Uh, this is when I was still working at the hospital doing security. I had to call my coworkers like, hey, I need you to get, come get me out the car because I can't move my leg. Like my knee was completely shot. Like I couldn't bend it at all. Ooh. So luckily they were able to get me out of my car and I didn't know what was wrong. So as I'm sitting there, like almost not even gonna lie, like I was almost in tears because I was like, I don't like not knowing what's going on. And me not knowing what was going on with my knee, I was starting to think like, am I gonna be able to work? Like wrestling was still there. Like, I, of course, I was still thinking about wrestling, but then it was like, shit, how am I going to pay my bills? You feel me? Right. Like, that's the one thing that's going to always pop yeah, in. Yeah, like, that's, I'm like, shit, I got bills. I got a car note. I got kids. I got to rent. So all that shit's rushing into my head. And then that little voice is like, yeah, you're done wrestling, bro. I'm like, oh, shit, wrestling. So once I get, you know, doctor told me like what was wrong and how long I was going to be out, it's like, oh, damn, I'm going to be on the shelf for, 10, for, for a year. Like, that's 12 months they wanted me to be out for. Plus, so with rehab and all that, yeah, like that could take, yeah, you're looking so at 14 to 16 months. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like, man, it might be over with, because at that time, I was just building momentum. I was actually just trying to figure out what what I was doing, you know, because I went through a lot of different gimmicks and throughout wrestling, so... I was starting to try to figure out what I was doing and all that other stuff. I was starting to get comfortable with myself because this was like, I had just basically broke up the tag team with my boy. We had been tagging for years. This is my first solo run. I win what I had like three titles at the time. I blow out my knee. Wow. You know, once you, lose, once you lose momentum like that, it's hard to get it back. And truthfully, I'm still recovering from that now. Like I still haven't got that momentum back. So as I was sitting on the shelf for almost a year, I was like, if I do come back to wrestling, what am I doing? Can I wrestle? Because it was a, at one point, the doctor was telling me like, yeah, if you get back in the ring, your knee is going to be completely shot because of how the tear was. It wasn't a complete tear and it, it wasn't minor enough. 
So it was like right in the middle. And that's like one of the worst tears that you can have because you don't know how it's going to heal. So I had right. to sit there and think about it. Like if I do try to get back into business, what am I going to do? So I was like, skip it. If I do come back, I'm going to do commentary and I'll be a manager. Because a lot of people was like, you know, you're good at getting underneath people's skin and you're good at talking trash on the mic. So you still have a place. So that's how I started thinking. And I was watching a movie with my knee, <laughs> with my leg up in the air, <laughs> you know, all knee braced up. And I was watching uh, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Um, I don't know if you've seen that with, uh, he's an uh, Irish mob. Uh, Irish no, mob. I'm not, it doesn't ring a bell. Uh, great movie. I was sitting there and I was like, man, nobody's doing like a mobster gimmick right now. Right. I don't see anybody doing like a mobster gimmick. And if they are doing a mobster gimmick, it really comes off extra, extra cheesy. You know, that fake Italian accent sound like Super Mario and shit. Horrible. Like, yeah, I hate like the gimmick Super PG. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, nigga, you might as well come to the ring with some spaghetti and throw meatballs at people or some extra racial. Like, I don't like when people do gimmicks like that. Right. But I was they like, take a cool, badass gimmick and then they turn it PG where it's just yeah. like, why? Yeah, like, come on. So for a way for me to be safe for me and be able to still be, you know, with my hands in the cookie jar a little bit, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the whole kingpin deal. You know, I do the little crime boss because it kind of fits me. You know, I don't have to really do much. I can get other people to do my bidding. And if I can come back to wrestling, I can do one match here, one match there, you know, I can get other people to do stuff for me. So I was like, that, that can work. So I was like, how can I get this going? So I just sat down and legit wrote out some ideas and came up with the whole, you know, the, the look and everything. So it was just trying to find somebody to get the gear and get it going. And luckily for me, I was, I wish I still had this drive and maybe I would be in better shape, but I wasn't going to sit on no shelf for no 12 to 14 months. Like I wasn't going to do it. Like I wound up coming back like, Oh, two to four months early because mm -hmm. my was good because I was, you know, like busting my ass to make sure that I can get my ass back in the ring. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I, I love commentary. I love writing. I love all of the behind scenes stuff. I love that for wrestling, but I still want to be in the ring. So I did what I was supposed to. And I was able to come back and man, that first bump back scared the hell out of me because legit. You just went back to the ring like that and you're like on yeah. the first show. You didn't even go to like a, on the school to see if you could no, use the ring. I, I did that. Like I did that. Like uh, I went to um, what is it now? What are they called? Russell league. I, I hit up there oh, okay, yeah. every once in a while to, you know, to get the rust off. Um, and then uh, opportunity came up to wrestle one of my guys because as I was sitting on the shelf, I was like, skip this. I'm going to build a stable. You know, I'm going to take a lot of the guys that I know who are, who have potential that are not doing anything. I'm going to try to get them exposure. So I hit up all my guys like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, man, I'm not doing anything. You need help getting bookings? It's like, yeah. Okay, well, I got this idea. So I shot the ideas like, hell yeah, let's, let's do that. We can all be a big group together. We ain't doing nothing. So that's what we did. It was me, uh, J.W. Lovely, D'Angelo Steele, Alexander Knight, 
we all came together and, and started the empire. So wherever somebody needed a, a tag team, hey, I got two guys. Or if you want me and whoever, here you go. If you need a heel, here you go. Anybody that needed something heel related or a tag team or any of that, I tried to get on it as quickly as possible. Like, here you go. I got two guys. Let you know. Let's get it going. So I just wanted to help somebody as much as I could, even though I was on the show. Right. And you're still helping yourself because it was like yeah. you're, it was you're like their a, managers. You know, so it, it was fun. It was just that, that first bump. Like I, I had to bump for Backwoods and Mojo. And you know, those some big boys. Yeah. So. back. Uh, oh my gosh. What's his last Brown? It's not Brown, is it? Yeah. It is Brown. Yeah. I wrestled, I, I wrestled him once. Uh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. He's a sweet he, dude. He, yeah. He's very nice. He, he's when, dude. yeah. When I wrestled him, he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, shouldn't you be the one telling me? And he's you know, like, like um, I yeah, answer this. Yeah. No, I, I had an answer to it. <laughs> I had an answer. So I was like, I just got confused because I was like, shouldn't you be the one telling me what to do? Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, it's fine. You could, you could book this match, whatever you want. He's like, I'm going over anyway. So I was like, okay, cool. So I called the spots and we, that's, he that's loved it. Backwoods, backwoods. Is it one of your typical one of those big guys that okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not doing any of this. You know, because no. big guy, I'm not doing anything for you. Like what? Like I've had a couple of guys. You know, because they're big, they feel like they don't have to do nothing. Like if this is a real fight, bro. Like even though I'm smaller than you, I'm still gonna you know do some type of damage. Like you ain't just gonna run through me, bro. Right. But, but then you know they oh well I'm bigger than you. You shouldn't be able to do this. Like bro, anything that I call is gonna have some type of. I hate to throw this word out there because I feel like it's not really around anymore, but theory, you know what I'm saying? Like I, anything that I, I'm going to do is going to have some type of theory behind it. You know, I'm not just going to do a move just for the hell of it. Right. Like, I'm, I'm five, five, 200. You're six, three, 260. Yeah. I'm going to come power bomb you. Like what? No. What are you talking about? Like, hey, yeah, th- some people have done that though. Some people no. have done that though. Man, I'd be watching some of these spots and I'd be like, why? Maybe I feel like that's the old man in me. And I'd be like, why? Why are you doing that? I, like, I feel like, like somebody, like somebody, you know how you mentioned Buddy Murphy earlier, where he's like on height, he's not, he's not up there. He's pretty, he's not that big. He's not that tall, but yeah. he's jacked up. So yeah. Somebody like him trying to powerbomb somebody, I'll believe it. Yeah, but somebody but like even 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 if it was like him versus Brock, you can see him maybe doing like maybe one power move out of nowhere. Right. You know, like not repeatedly, you know. How no, they, no, no, no. Yeah, not repeat. But the problem is, he finishes there. There's no theory where it's like when we were trained, being trained, we were always told, regardless of the size of somebody, Hulk Hogan always does does this or done it he'll power slam somebody and he'll sell his back yeah, man so look regardless of how big that person this. is when you lift them sell the back people are not doing that anymore people it legit is just getting your shit in it's right. just that simple that's all people want to do is get their shit in 
storytelling is not too many people that can really do the storytelling to the point where you were like, isn't for me, I'm still a wrestling fan, even though I'm in a business. I don't know why that's get shunned upon, but I'm still a wrestling fan. I still like to watch wrestling. So right. if you can get me to sit there like, and I'm intrigued, that means you're telling a good story. That doesn't mean you have to do every single move you know. And I'm not understanding why so many guys do that. Like one, you're gonna tire yourself out. You know, we don't have that many bumps in this business. You know, it's a little meter you get and with every bump, it fills up. Why are you doing unnecessary bumps? Like I've seen some people take some ridiculous bumps, excuse me, and I look in the crowd and the fans are like, you know, they're not even reacting to it. They're just looking at you. So you just took this hurricanrana from the top rope to the outside through some shit and fans don't even care. What was that's, the point of that? That's probably, that's probably because like they already saw it in the last match. That, that too. <laughs> so it's nothing for, new. For me, it took, I had did a, a show where we had did a whole bunch of spots. I even, you know, I even did some stupid shit. I flipped off the apron. I suicide dive shit that I typically don't do. I went all out and I bullshit you not. The next match, I think it was like Marche and somebody. I can't remember who it was. I just know it was Marche. And I think it was uh, 450. Uh, what, what's, what's his gimmick now? Mecha Wolf? I think it was Oh, them yeah, two. Mr. 450 back at the yeah, time. I think it was them two. They did something super simple, bro, and the crowd just exploded. And I was sitting there like, are you fucking serious? And I was sitting there like, what? They didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did I don't get it? But after sitting down, that's why I like being in the locker room with Marche. You know, I sat down with Marche and he was like, You gotta, you, you gotta keep it simple, baby. You know, you you beating yourself up for what? You see what we did? We didn't even do that. I swear to God, I think they did maybe four bumps, maybe. And it was like fans ate it up. On our match, we did like 30 fucking bumps, bodies all beat up. Fans was like, Yeah, all right. But they only the next. And yeah, you know, good job. Now get the heck out of here. Marche and, and Marche did his thing, four bucks. And the fans were like, oh yeah, we love it. It's like, damn. I was like, okay, let me pull out my notepad. Let me take these notes. You know, I started, you know, pra- you know, wrestling smarter. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't do some flashy stuff. It's just don't do it every time, bro. Right. Like, it, you they always say. Pay attention to the match before you. Nobody does that. No, no. nobody. It's I wouldn't know, rare. but I could one, tell what I watch. One, nobody does hard it sometimes because you know you have people going over their matches, and two, it's not a TV in the back for you to watch it. So you got to creep and peek through the curtain without being seen to watch it. But a lot of people aren't doing that. Why? Because they don't care. They just want to get their shit in. It could be. Nobody asks anymore. I haven't seen that in I don't know how long. Like, hey, you know, what's just what's y'all's finish? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are y'all doing? So we don't repeat it or do it before y'all to fuck up y'all match. You know, it people don't do that. People don't do that. They don't care. They it's just go out movie. there now. Yep. Everybody wants to be, you know, headlining WrestleMania. You know, everybody wants to have that five-star match, but it, it throws off the card to the point where by the time the main event comes, fans are already tired, fans are ready to go home. And when when the main event starts, you get nothing. Like, woo, yay. 
Is it over? That's that's what you get at the end. Right. Because everybody then had a, you know, in their mind, a five-star match. So they done burnt the fans out. Sometimes you gotta have that 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 one star match, that that burner, you know, this uh bump, go home, take it. That's one thing that we were just talking about at a show we were on. Like, man, what happened to people keeping to their times? What's going on here? <laughs> We're gonna be here all night, brother. Let's go. You gotta go home. I'm like that old man now. I gotta, I gotta get some sleep. Everybody was going over, like, okay, there's some vets out here. They're gonna cut it short. Nope, they're going over too. Damn it. All right, let me go ahead and sit down. It's but like it they they want to stay in the indies. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just like the fact is you do need to learn how to do your timing. Man, uh, when it comes to that, like, it's nothing wrong with staying in the indies. Definitely, if you have enough of a following, you can make some decent money. But it's weird. It's, it's, the business is just getting really weird to me. You know, like, it's not what it used to be. And it's just getting really, I don't want to say toxic, but I feel like I'm turning into that old grumpy vet. And I said I would never do that, but it's starting to get like that because it's everything about wrestling. I'd be like, you know, yelling at the, you know, angry old man yelling at the cloud. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, why? But it's, it's that's how the business has been going for me. Like, it's been for it. It's just been a lot of younger guys coming up who haven't done absolutely anything, but they feel like, you know, they should be top dog or they should be the face of a company. It's like, what the hell have you done? You know, or, or, or that super loyal worker who isn't that good that gets rewarded just because he shows up. Uh, I understand you want to reward him, but should, should you put him at the top of the mountain? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how you reward him by setting him right. up. You know, you put a guy, put a put a title on a guy that can't really work. He's going to get exposed, and plus, that makes your company look bad. You know, regardless of what title it is, you know that's still whoever wears it is still a reflection of your company. So I don't understand that just giving somebody a title like here you go, you've been here for five years and you help set up the ring all the time. Here's a title. What's the payoff? Right. Except for him being exposed and looking bad once he get in the ring trying to defend this championship. But you know, it is what it is. You know. I I I'm trying not to wrong there. It's very hard. Very hard. So speaking of indie wrestling, oh what happened to my wallpaper. Anyways, speaking of uh when uh indies, uh this is gonna be an indie question and also a current like mainstream wrestler who do you think is the most overrated indies and also like big name wrestler overrated indie wrestler i can't really say anybody's overrated on the indies because you know they're still on the indies you feel me like they still trying to get there right Um, now is there somebody that you think they think they're overrated Somebody who thinks they're overrated? I don't know. Like, let's see. I won't say overrated, but maybe overused. Overused. You know, like, eh, overrated, overused, kind of similar, no? Oh, overrated is, is like they're nowhere near as good as they think they are. You know, like, like let's see, on the – I'm probably going to get 
hella fucking slack for this. And I mean, I know- it's up to you if you want to answer it. <laughs> but, um, like for me, in my opinion, overrated, like mainstream overrated was like tight. <laughs> like a lot of people like Titus O'Neil. Never was a fan. I was like, like, I don't understand the hype behind Titus O'Neil, even though he's not really wrestling anymore right now. But at the time, everybody, I remember he was getting a somewhat of a push. And everybody was like, oh, man, I could see him being heavyweight champion. What? And I don't see it. Like, are you sure about that? Like, I don't see the big hype behind Titus. Like, to me, that's overrated. Okay. On the indies, overused. I know I'm going to get shit for this. Overused, like, a lot of promoters play it safe. A lot of promoters play it safe. So you see the same faces everywhere. Every Almost every card, damn near be the same nowadays. And it's, it gets to you. Like, man, you can't give no opportunities to nobody else. Like, it, it goes, you know, everybody wants to use Marche. Marche is a great fucking worker. Awesome guy. Love him to death. You see Marche everywhere. Right. And he's a great worker, so nothing's yeah, wrong with that. He's a great worker. And then, to me, nobody tries to use him in a different way you know what i'm saying like oh do you mean like he's always facing somebody new i mean somebody like he already faced before it's always somebody like chris logan like chris chris helped train me i know if he watches this he's probably gonna punch me in the throat i don't care but uh (laughs) chris is my trainer one of my homies he trained me as well yeah he trained you i'm tired of seeing him (laughs) and and i'm tired of seeing him in the same Pots in every bed. Right. They're the they're the the you know the top of the food chain in every spot they go to. I understand that. Do you, you for me a lot of people is like if you don't like it, Tyler, then you know get on your craft and go to the gym and knock them off. Yeah, even if I do that, is that really gonna change anything? You and plus he's your boy. It's not like you're saying you want him off I, the that's food chain. Like, I just want him off. But I'm, I just want promoters to take a chance on newer guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, give somebody else the ball for a chance. Like, or you have two top guys. Instead of having them face each other, they could face somebody yeah, like, else. Face somebody new. Like, these promoters are so scared on, I don't know if it's failing or, or I don't know what it is. A lot of these promoters are just really this stuck in their ways of, okay, I'm booking this guy, these top guys, because that other promotion put these guys there and I know what they're capable of. I'm not taking a chance on nobody else. You're right. not going to bring in no new fans. It's going to be the same, same fans. And if you're running shows like that, if I've seen these guys at show A, why am I going to come to your show? Right, right. You know, it, to me, it's, it's causing, even though it's maybe in a different town or whatever, I'm still not going to drive all the way out there to see the same match no i'm not gonna do that like a lot of promoters do that it's be the same guys all the time like can we please get another match please like i remember at one point <laughs> whatever i don't even care anymore i remember at one point like i was looking at somebody's flyer and i was like okay decent card and then i looked at some other show and it was a legit almost the same card and i'm wait a minute what the what is this like same main event everything for the titles come on bro come on y'all need to do better y'all need to do better 
Like y'all need you to sure be- it wasn't the the owner wasn't running both companies? Yeah, and that's what it seems like. Yeah, just like uh. is this one promoter for every fed. Like, what are y'all doing? I so who same question, but it's, uh who do you think is most underrated? Underrated on the indies. Underrated on the indies, I'm gonna have to go with. Man, there's so many people. You can name them all. Put them over if you want. Truthfully, like it's it's to me, Chris, Chris Logan, he's underrated. A lot of the guys we know, Shane Foster is underrated. Um, Marcelo Spade. A lot of the guys we trained with are underrated. I feel like a lot of us don't get any type of well, other than Chris, Chris gets his, but everybody else under him. I feel like we don't get nowhere near that amount of exposure. Uh, I feel like Marche should definitely be a lot farther than where he is, even though he has accomplished a lot, you know, with Impact NWA. Right. I feel like I feel like Marche should be on our TV on the regular by now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie. When it came uh, AEW, not recently, a few years. I think when AEW first started uh, with Dark. I was surprised that Marche, I mean, yeah, well, Marche as well. Marche, Martel, and Chris Logan, Chris Logan, right, was yeah. not on, like, they were never even booked on and, the AEW show, crazy. Dark Show. I, I just had this conversation with someone, like, it's weird how certain people haven't touched AEW at all. I think Marche had a small run with them, like, back in the day or something. If I'm not mistaken. Mm, no, like, I don't recall. I know he worked with Impact, but like he only had like a handful of matches and the matches that he had a, a good amount, but they were basically like matches like we already saw this two weeks ago. I feel like when he went to Impact, they didn't know what to do with him. Like I remember they was pushing him for the X division and then that kind of didn't go anywhere. Truthfully, that was the only time I watched Impact, by the way. I right. haven't watched that in I don't know how long, but once I heard Marche was there, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. And I saw that they were like, they were using them. And I remember, I think he had like a X division, like number one contender match or something. Yeah. So awesome. And then next thing you know, I didn't see him on impact anymore. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, what, what just he, happened? He did. He joined with uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Lee and Andrew something. And he like joined their faction yeah, for like I a couple maybe for like a month or two and that was it like it's it's a lot of guys on the indies right now that are just underrated um and i don't it it, it goes back to that whole giving people an opportunity i feel like people are afraid to fail as a promoter you can't be afraid to fail you know like right. everybody plays it safe because they i guess they're trying to protect their dollars but you you can't be running shows like that you can at least take a one chance like can't keep running with the same guys all the time you don't know what others are capable of when you do that so we're gonna go like a nice patch of guys going up getting called up <laughs> by now you know what right. i'm saying but it's weird like now they're coming back you know what i'm saying because they the e did that nice little sweep of talent <laughs> so it's, it's definitely weird right now it's it's like a weird balance of wrestling right now like the indies is going to get really crazy with it being so many guys you know like great talented guys being released and shit 
it's going to be a lot of guys on indie shows. You know what I'm saying? It's, everybody's going to have to step up their game. So it is what it is. That's why I was and sitting here. And when another wrestling company around, a better chance for you to get signed too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure, like, who else? You know, okay, going back to, like, the underrated, like, main guys, to Brunson Reed, Jonah Rock. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He was just on impact, too. Yeah, like, I, I was shocked that the E went ahead and cut him. Like, he gives you that old school feel, but he can do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a typical big dude. Like, he can legit do everything. But he still gives that 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 feel of like old school wrestling, but he can wrestle new school. So for them to let him go, like I was shocked. I was kind of upset. Like he was one of the reasons why I was watching NXT. Like what's going on here? I actually was. Uh, I noticed him when he was in PWG for a bit. Yeah, that's when I. Like, yeah, I was planning on running a show a few years ago. Like I wanted to run a tournament, and I had written down names that I was going to reach out to to see. I get my feelings hurt because I know they were going to charge me a nice amount of money, but I was going to reach out to people to see like what they were going to be asking for so I could run this show. So I get my budget together and he was on there. Um, a lot of other guys and I'm glad are getting that opportunity now, you know what I'm saying? But I know that I can't afford them anymore. So I had to scrape their name out. Like, yeah, he's made it. I can't afford him. But I'm just glad that they, you know, they're getting that push and getting the eyes on it that they deserve. So that's that's a positive of it. But now I have to rewrite my whole roster. That's what I've been doing for the past couple of years now. Like every time I write a name down, it's like, oh yeah, such and such got called up. Like, damn it, gotta cross <laughs> this name out because I know they're gonna be charging the arm and the leg. I can't afford that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to run my own show too. So maybe in the future we could book one together. Hey, I'm all Book one for, mega show. I'm all for it. Something to something different for Chicago fans, other than what they're getting. True. Stale wrestling. Well, if you were uh gonna book a show, like what kind of like without giving too much detail, just would it be more like a ECW, more like WWE, WCW, NWA? What it's kind of crazy. I've gave so much like insight and ideas on this. I have almost like a notebook. Basically, I have a notebook for this. You know what I'm saying? Like when working security, you know, you get bored. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I have a lot of time on my hands. So one day I was sitting down and I wrote out a year. Actually, I wrote out two years worth of storylines for my Fed. So like my Fed would be storyline driven. Like to me. A lot of stuff, for some odd reason, people feel like on the indie storylines don't matter, and it does. I've had fans come up to me and ask me, like, hey, you know, what happened to that angle that you guys were in? And all that, hey, you got to take that up with management. Like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I just wrestle. It irritates me when promoters, what is cooking? It irritates me when fans are not listened to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of promoters feel like they don't have to listen to them for some odd reason. Like, without them, you don't get paid. So you should, you know, at least take what they think into consideration. And if they want storylines, give them storylines. It's not that hard. Right. I remember at one point when I was helping with booking, I had written out, written out a whole year worth of bookings, and a promoter was like, what are you doing? 
It's like, I'm writing from, you know, anniversary show to anniversary show. He was like, why would you do that? So we know what we're doing for the next 12 months. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, I don't want to do that because uh, truthfully, I don't trust the guys going to show up. You don't trust your guy. You don't trust your locker room. You don't trust your roster. What do you mean you don't trust your roster? Then why would you bring them in if you don't trust them? Well, anything can happen. That's your job as the promoter. You know, if an injury happens, you have to change things up. If they yeah. have a team, you have to change things up. If you put faith in your workers, like we don't get paid that much to do this, man. So if you can at least show some type of like, like you care about their gimmick and that you want to actually build a storyline around them, they will take you into consideration and make sure that you pay them on time. You know what I'm saying? With that and paying and them, they'll show up. Yeah. With a storyline, they'll probably like, I have to show up. Yeah. Like I'm part I, of this. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't see guys that are, you know, over pass up on better bookings just because they're in a storyline. You know, like, hey, I got to take, I got to go to this spot because I'm in an angle. I don't want to leave them hanging. That's, that's, we, <laughs> people feel like wrestlers are just bad people. Like, we're just going to be like, ah, screw you. Or I'm going to go to this next booking. That's, that's the one that you shouldn't have in your locker room anyway. If someone was to do that to you, you need to get rid of them. You shouldn't be building around them anyway. Right. So, if, if they were to do that to you, okay, cool. Write them off. Don't don't come holler at me. Don't we don't need you. You're not a team player. Like I'm not gonna have you on my show. And you just blew me off for another booking, even though you knew what I was having that I had planned for you for the whole year, and you still blew me off. No, you can go on about your business. You can go wrestle for whoever. I don't need you. Yeah, sounds good. I like I like I I could appreciate that because especially the fact that it's like I took my time and effort to put of all of all the people in the rock locker room i decided to pick you and put you in a storyline yeah, line. yeah that, and that. you're not gonna like show up and you know screw me so it's yeah, like that, you know that, that's a good idea that's and fine that's an opportunity for somebody else right that's exactly cool. move, on. move on to the next one that's that's all you can do well we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next question so i got a little bit you know, from you as a wrestler. So now I'm going to start asking you questions uh, as a fan. So as a fan, what, well, actually, sorry. One more question as a wrestler. What got you into wrestling? What got me into wrestling was the, I love the promo packages that the WWE used to do for like the big pay-per-views. Like, I used to love, like, how they used to edit it and with the rock music. And it, I love that aspect of, of wrestling. When they right. put the, the montages and the, the, the promos together and everything, I felt like those were, like, super cool. Um, and the whole, basically, you're becoming a, a comic book character you know what i'm saying like you're becoming a a, a superhero villain or a superhero for me it was always the villain you know what right. i'm saying i was always into villains so i love the fact that wrestling was going to give me that opportunity to be that you know that was one of my goals when i came into the business i said i was going to be one of the top hills that i can be wherever i'm wrestling at i want to be that hill like i want to be the one that everybody hates so far, I've been 
pretty decent, you know what I'm saying? So far, I've been getting that reaction. So kind of happy with that. You know, the highlight of my career so far has been making a little girl cry uh, because I beat the crap out of her favorite wrestler. Like, you should have seen my face when I got backstage. I was like, oh, my God, I made it. I made it. It was like, dude, you you wasn't even that happy. Like, when you were, like, wrestling for the no, I don't care about that. I made a girl cry. Like, that was awesome. You beat up her, her fair dad, wrestler. Yeah, her <laughs> daddy came to me and, like, shook my hand. It's like, dude, my daughter hasn't been, like, that involved in a wrestling show in, ever. It's like, I appreciate it. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was super cool. Because now, when, yeah, hopefully next time she saw her favorite wrestler, you know, kick your ass then. I know, right? <laughs> she was probably hoping for that day. Did that day ever came for her? Um, Actually, no. I actually beat him. <laughs> and that was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I beat him. I beat him in our little in our little feud. I would love for Jeff Troy to come back, though. We have unfinished business. I would love for him to come back. Um. You know what? Sorry, I got one more question. Is there somebody in the indies that you haven't wrestled that you would like to wrestle? It's so many, but I'm not even going to, you know, sugarcoat it or nothing. I need to get in better shape. Like, it ain't no way around. <laughs> A lot of the guys that I want to work, I'd be like, man, I know I can't hang with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. like, I know if I get in the ring with them, like, the first six minutes is going to be cool, but after that... Your boy gonna be in the corner and like, hold on, time out. <laughs> hold on, rest hold, my brother. I don't want to be that guy. I, I've been in matches like that with older guys, and as soon as we start the match, they hit me with the take it home. Like, wait, what? Take it home? Like, we just got in here. Like, like we just locked up. <laughs> you know, just locked up, and you breathing heavy. You know, I don't want to be like that, but. It's so many guys like I would love to be in the ring with. Like I'm a open when it comes to that, I'm I'm open to wrestling anybody. The mm-hmm. male or female. There's a couple of female female workers that I would love to work. Who would that be? Uh I always butcher her name. Jordy Grace. Jordan Grace. Yeah. Uh in Impact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I would love working her. Um it was who else did I have on my list of people I wanted to work? I had this. You remember? I think Cody Rose had did it when he left the E when he wrote out his list of people he wanted to work or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Then everybody on the Indies wind up doing it. Like I, I wrote out a list, but I never. I don't think I ever put it up. But uh, her name was up there. Um, uh, Sammy Callahan was on there. Who is that? So Sammy Callahan and I wanted to work. I don't know. I had to check my list with me being all out of shape and stuff. I didn't forget about it. I didn't want to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> I, wanna... I mean, you could still wrestle them. Just, you know, hey, go to hey, the finish. Slow it down. <laughs> slow know? down or lock up with them and tell them, go to the finish. Just go to the you finish. Know, I don't want to be that way, man. <laughs> if you, if you, if it's your only opportunity to wrestle them, you know. Hey, true that. Shoot. I would do the same thing. Just lock up and like, be the finisher. Brother. Take it home. Take it home. Exactly. So now I'm going to start asking you questions of being a fan. So who's your favorite uh, male and female wrestler of all time? And if you want to give me some current ones, go ahead. Because that was going to be my next question too. 
of all times, I am an 80s kid, you know. Um, we're going to go old school. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Undertaker fan. Huge Undertaker fan. Mick Foley. Love Mick. Love Taker. I'm mad that I've been this close to meeting Mick on, like, several occasions, and I always missed him. Like, oh, yeah, Mick Foley just left. Like, no. <laughs> but uh, Undertaker, Mick Foley. Um, the new era, Bray all day. Like, Bray was the only, one of the only reasons why I was still watching the E. Definitely at one point, before Roman had started his whole tribal chief, you know, gimmick, he was, he was basically it for me. Because right. it was, it was, it wasn't nothing as a wrestling fan, it was nothing that was appealing to me, except for NXT. I separate NXT from the, from the E. And, well, before they changed it, 2.0 is just like the E now. But before they changed it, I was watching strictly NXT. Um, I wasn't really watching mainstream WWE unless it was Bray related because everything else became so like watered, like kind of watered down and extra like mm, kind of seen this already. Even though it seemed like a lot of people, it, it's funny, a lot of people disliked Bray while he was there. But as soon as he got released or before before he got released, everybody was like, oh, we need Bray back. We need Bray back. Well, if y'all were doing this when he was there, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe this wouldn't happen. But I just, I Bray was, is what basically kept me watching the E. So current favorite is definitely Bray. Um, All-time favorite, it has to be Taker and, and, and Mick. Female wrestlers. I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I don't have any favorite female wrestlers. Like Luna was my favorite as a kid. Like currently, I don't really have a favorite right now. Not even I'm Charlotte, not. Becky, Jordan Grace. I yeah, I love the fact that they they can wrestle now. You know what I'm saying? Like they right. can actually wrestle. They're not just in there with tight clothes on, you know, booty hanging out and stuff like that. Like they actually well, Becky had her booty hanging at Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I saw that. Like the whole <laughs> whole wrestling community was all over those cheeks. It's like, Jesus, I act like I've never seen uh, little Irish butt cheeks before. Like, calm down there. <laughs> um, right now, I'm just glad female wrestlers can actually show that they can work. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually like enjoy watching some females wrestle. Not all. Not not taking any shots or jabs. It's just some. You know, I would say majority, even that. But it is a couple of females out here. Yeah, they they're only getting used because of their looks. We all know that, which irritates the hell out of me. I know if it irritates me, I know it irritates the female workers. Like this girl can't do a headlock. But, you know, she's getting booked on the regular. Like, well, how does that make sense? Or if you ask them, like, hey, how long have you been training? And they say, like, oh, I've been training 13 years. But they have never did a drop toe hold in their life. Like, what? Their lockup looks like they just started. But they've been in the business 13 years. But all because they're cute, you know, they get used. I'm not going to say any names. But there's a couple of those. Now, in the mainstream or indies or both? Oh, indies. Indies. Mainstream, 
I don't think that's they they really they they try. Right. I feel like Mandy Rose was like one of their projects. They were they were really trying to force down our throats. But I'm not gonna lie, she has improved a lot. Because at one point I was like, yeah, they trying to turn her into Trish Stratus, and it's not gonna happen. Like it it was just not clicking. But it's crazy what some hair dye do. You know, she turned her darken up that hair, and all of a sudden, you know, she work it. Like okay, I watched. And uh, now she's NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, I have watched uh, that match with her and Gonzalez, and I was like, wow, this is actually, this is actually good. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, Mandy. I kind of cut it. You know, thought she was gonna be able to deliver. My bad. Proof Maybe the E just wasn't giving her the opportunity to show off Proof. in the ring. That's just like with uh, Liv Morgan. Like I wish they would. I'm kind of hoping they put the title on her, but we'll see. I doubt it since they put it on Becky at SummerSlam. I don't. I don't think they're gonna take it off for this early. They did the the swap too. So yeah. So it is what it is. All right. So do you have a favorite pay per view theme? Favorite pay per view theme. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want to go with Armageddon. Like uh-huh. Armageddon, Armageddon, because I'm a I'm a gothic kid. You feel me? I like I like all the doomy, gloomy stuff. So I I, I like all that end of the world type stuff. So I used to always love Armageddon. Do you have a Armageddon favorite pay per view event or uh, uh, match? I just watched what was it? it was like Taker versus. My memory is crap. Um, it was like Taker versus, I think it was like Batista. Batista, no. Uh, what? It was like Taker versus somebody. Randy Orton. Yeah, I think it was Randy Orton. I just know it was like a, a good match, and I remember the. It was the, a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, there you go. It was that Hell in a Cell. That was a good match. I think that was like one of my one of my favorite Hell in a Cells actually. Next to um, the dreaded Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. <laughs> nobody says, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of violence, even though that ending was like, mm, I guess. Yeah, if you go back and watch the Hell in a Cell with The Fiend and Seth Rollins, it's actually really good. It's just a stupid ending. But every show and every movie you go watch, it's always a good movie, but with a stupid ending. Yeah, yeah. That's just like um, uh, what's that new Netflix? Uh, Squid Games. Love the series. The ending. Yeah. Mm, it was dumb. Horrible. I was so mad, so mad that I was screaming at my television. <laughs> like, why yeah. would you do that? Why? <laughs> Max, I love the theme song though. Or is it the same song? The I can't, I can't do it because of YouTube. But there's a song on there that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you hear it a lot in TikTok and all that. Yeah, my, my kid plays it all the time. So, um, all right. Well, we're getting towards the end, so I'm going to try to find a couple. Is there a, a storyline that took place that uh, you did not enjoy uh, or it had a horrible ending? In the E, oh, you said as a fan? As a fan, yeah. So, like, a storyline that you enjoyed. Basically, yeah, like, 
you know, it had a good story, but the ending was just it flopped. Ending. Yeah. I would say, uh, let's see, WWE from 2016 to now, but uh, <laughs> and writing has been so weird in the E right now. Um, everything with Bray, like, it's just weird. They this it was really weird. It just feels like to the fans, it just felt like a spit in the face for a lot of the stuff they did to Bray. Like, oh, your fans, your 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 Bray's fans, cool. He's not gonna win anything. Right. Oh, he wins something, he's gonna lose it quick as hell. Like, what? What is what is this? Any major feud, he's gonna lose it. And when he became the fiend. I love the idea of the film. Like the the whole gimmick was awesome. It gave that old school horror movie feel to it. it. It's not like he can't work. We know he's great on the mic. He can work. Everything was perfect storm, and it was like we're gonna hurry up and put the title on him for what? That made no sense to me. Even as a huge you know Bray fan, it didn't make sense to put the title on him. It he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He could have went after Seth. After Seth lost the title, he didn't need to go after Seth while Seth was champ. It was no point. Bray didn't need the title. Bray is one of those characters that doesn't need a championship to be over. It's like he needs the title if it was like, I'm holding this for a storyline or something like that. The title should have been more of a storyline other than winning it. Between how they did the Fiend towards that title run and, and then he lose to Goldberg. That made my eye twitch so bad. Like, it's crazy as a kid, huge Goldberg fan. You know, I loved Goldberg watching him run through people. But once I became a, like, worker and I watched this stuff, I was like, oh, cringe, cringe. It's like, geez. Like, you're telling me you wouldn't want to step in the ring with Goldberg? So I can die? No, no, thank you. He's gonna, he's gonna just, like, just just take two spears and a jackhammer and that's it. No, I take I'll take a spear. Two. I'm not, I'm not taking that super kick. He's not gonna Bret Hart me. No, thank you. My <laughs> head is big enough, bro. I ain't trying to get kicked in my dome. No. Okay. But as as a as a fan, yeah, they they to me they crapped all over Bray. Uh, when he had the whole Wyatt family, it, that should have been a moment where they put the title on him and had a nice little run. Because you had him with, at one point, with four monsters. You had, right. you had Luke, you had Eric, you had Braun. And then you had, you know, Bray. You had four monsters. They should have just ran through everyone. Every all Everybody should have had a title. SmackDown should have been where they were home. That was their home. They should have turned SmackDown into legit their wasteland. You could have seen SmackDown become all decayed and because they're just running through it. They're like a disease through SmackDown. And that could have been, you know, a way for the WWE could have came up with a a way to get, like, maybe you could have even had Triple H come in as the hero or whatever, because everybody wanted that. Triple H versus Bray. Fans went through the roof when they had that stare down. You could have built it up to where Triple H is building a team to take, you know, take back SmackDown from Bray, because nobody can stop him. Because legit, that's what should have happened. Because you had this man. Not only is he a monster himself, you uh, put three other monsters with him, and they pooped on them. 
hard. <laughs> Cracked on them so hard. I understand sometimes uh, injuries kind of help that with that too. Because I think at one point Eric got hurt. And then I think once Eric became healthy, I think Luke got hurt. So it was like a back and forth deal. But any, any way it goes, you still had Bray with beef behind him. When he's a big beefy dude, like that, like, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, like, my, my worst started. one with Bray Wyatt was when he was he had that feud with Randy Orton. And it was a great buildup until I was excited for that Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. That was my main event. That was my main event. I, I then when I watched the match, I was just like, what was this? Oh, this could have been on SmackDown. What is y'all doing? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just the like fact the that it was a WrestleMania match. Yeah, like the match wasn't bad. It was the fact that all of that weird, cheesy, hokey stuff that they were trying to do didn't get over. You know, yeah, the, that ruined the, it for me. They should have actually had, like, come on now, y'all should have. If y'all want to do the whole creepy, y'all could have had some roaches, some big gigantic hissing cockroaches. He could have pulled some out and threw them on 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 Randy. Randy would have right. been okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna put them as a picture on the ring? Like, what? Why would I be afraid of that? It's not real. The first time it. tweaked me out. I was like, oh, what the hell was that? But they didn't did it like two then more times. It. Yeah, like, and it was just it was like, cool. like, okay, he's playing mind games. That's cool. But then they kept doing it. It was like, oh, all right, come on, man. Like, stop this. And then the only person who ran away from the end, like out of the ring, was the referee. Randy Orton was still there. Yeah. Like, everybody was, we was watching, matter of fact, we were watching WrestleMania at Logan's house. And everybody's looking at me like, mm, look what they're doing to your boy. I was like, ah, don't remind me. <laughs> don't remind me. Horrible. Um, well, going on to the next questions, because we got to hurry this up and wrap it up soon. But what is your favorite rest, uh, favorite wrestler, favorite finisher and your least finisher? Least favorite. Least favorite because it's not really a finisher anymore because people use it like a damn punch. Super kick. <laughs> like, super kick is not a finish anymore because people throw them bad boys like they're chops. Right. I've just seen a match where people are just trading super kicks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Um, favorite, I'm going to have to go with um, end of days. Like, I love, I wish they'd do something with Corbin. Like, I'm so upset, like they dropped the ball with that. But uh, Corbin, that end of days is it just looks sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I this just looks nice. I like it. I wish I was a bigger dude because I would definitely steal it. <laughs> I'm not yes. even gonna like it. I love, I, I, I love Corbin. I, I do. I will admit that. Hey, I'm happy that I get to see him and every gimmick that they throw at him. He, he makes it work. He makes it work. But it's just it's the only thing just just it just bothers me where it's like he kind of reminds me of Mick Foley in a way because he had this badass gimmick and all the way moderated down. down. Yeah. yeah, and then now he's this whole happy Corbin gimmick, which is fine, whatever. It kind of reminds me of like mankind because he was like this, you know, creep creepy creature guy. Spoiler guy. To, to pulling a sock out with a face on it and saying, have a nice day. Yeah. He still made it work, though. Still he still made, made it work. work. And he still became WWE champion. So yeah. hopefully Corbin does the same. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. 
All right, going back to the Indies. How many championships have you won? How many championships have I won? I have won. I guess you can count that. I've won four titles throughout my career. Three singles and a weird tag team Freeburg rule type deal. <laughs> like, I don't even know how that happened. Like, I was a part of a faction and part of my faction won a tag team title and I, it was weird. So I guess you can count that. I don't even remember where that, where we, where they won the tag team titles at. But, uh, but you got four in the resume. That's all that matters. Yeah, four in the resume, baby. 12 years. I mean, <laughs> I'm just tired for some, time for some uh, gold, man. It's been a while. True. Or you could start your own company and, you know, reward yourself. Over. Pull yourself yeah. over. Yes. I'm definitely going to do that. Skip it. <laughs> I'm going to put myself over. All right. So there was one more question I got to ask. And I, you know, kind of like gave you a heads up about it. So who do you want to go with? You want to go with The Undertaker or Mick Foley? Mick Foley. I already got it planned out. All right. So eh, I got to pull up my question because I already forgot what I asked you. I uh, believe like, um, how can I work uh, work this into an angle? And it had to be like, what, three matches? Yeah. Yeah. So you're in the series, the best of three series, in a six-month feud with Mick Foley. How will you book it? How would I book that? The first, the first encounter would be me basically trying to turn Mick into what Paul Heyman is for Roman. You know, my old wise man. Because it's Mick Foley. He has goo gobs of knowledge. Right. I want Mick on my team. He's going to take me to great places. But, of course, Mick turns me down. You don't turn down the kingpin. I don't care who you is. You don't <laughs> turn me down. So, as a way to send a message to Mick, um, it's a young wrestler on the roster. I don't know who it is, but this is going to plug in some young rocks, young, young lion. I beat the crap out of him, which brings Mick out to protect him. And I told Mick, this is your fault. So what is that? That's, that's the first month. Second month is me and the youngster one-on-one. I yet, yet again, cheat. Mick comes out to save him, but I kind of low blow Mick, you know, Give him a little taste of the old boot to the groin. Yeah. Um, you felt plenty of those before. Yeah. You know, yeah. I disrespect Mick, even though he's my my childhood hero. Nobody's above the kingpin and you don't tell me no. Either you work for me or you don't work nowhere. So that leads to a potential tag match of the youngster and Mick Foley versus me and one of my guys. That ends in a no contest because I'm not wrestling Mick. How dare you? I low blow him again towards the end of the match. They win. <laughs> so basically, this is all going to build up to the point where I, Mick finally gets me one-on-one. And if I win, he works for me. But if he wins, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't came up with that stipulation yet. I had, I, I had, to, I had to think about that. I couldn't think of a nice stipulation because it's not like I have any hair to lose. I mean, it's your fantasy booking. You could have hair if you For want. Me, you know, if, if Mick wins, you know what I'm saying, it, I wouldn't be able to get some type of a, a title shot or something at that, whatever fed that we're going to do this at. Of course, Mick is going to go over. I'm going to put Mick over. I don't care. I get to wrestle Mick Foley one-on-one. And, and the stipulation is it's a hardcore match. Right. 
I would mark out for that if somebody put me in a hardcore match. Like, bro, like Tyler, you're gonna have to take thumbtack. I don't care. You're gonna have to take the Barbie. I don't care. (laughs) If 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 it's coming from Mick Foley, I don't care. I I would take that. Long if I get a technic shot afterwards or whatever (laughs) the hell. Long if these ain't rusty screws, I don't care. Hit me. Long if I don't pull a uh, who was that? Dean Ambrose when he got DDT by Jake the Snake. Start cheesing hard. Oh, right, right. <laughs> that was by far the funniest thing ever. But that yeah, it's probably gonna happen. Like Mick Foley hits me with the the power driver, and I just be laying there cheesing. Tyler, stop smiling. I can't help it. Can't it's help me. it. Can't help it. <laughs> smiling as I'm taking uh Mr. Sacco. Yeah. I think I would probably retire after that. I'll be too happy. Like I have nothing to else to accomplish. I can walk off and be happy. Uh, well, that's that's a great fantasy booking, I must say. So, As I said, I'd be having a lot of time at at, at work, bro. I'd be bored. I have I've come up with so many booking ideas; it's ridiculous. Yeah, same here. I'm the same way. Uh, like I said, hopefully, New Entry Wrestling Podcast actually becomes New Entry Wrestling. Hey, so hey, I would definitely support that, yo. So don't worry, you're gonna be my opening match against Goldberg. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, my my dream match. <laughs> He's not super kicking me. We're good. Shoot, three spears and a jackhammer. Why you gotta be three spears, bro? Right. Just one. I'll put them over. I'm gonna make that spear look great. Oh, well, I guess we gotta wait and find out. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. ain't no three spears. He ain't killing me. Shoot. All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. Is there anything no, else you want to say? Oh no, I, I I enjoyed this. Maybe maybe uh, another time we can do this again. Well, definitely, we will. You know, when, when I do that, I have a nice shiny title sitting right here because yeah, you can uh, wear the gimmick. You know, December eighteenth. I am so glad my cat didn't interrupt. All right, well, yeah, is there anything else you would like to add? I turned on the lights, didn't realize it was getting dark. But um, uh, Like I said, man, hopefully we do this again and I have a nice, shiny, you know, title sitting here because December 18th, your boy is supposed to be going for uh, the United States Championship for All Out Pro Wrestling. There you go. I always want to call them All Elite, but it's All Out Pro Wrestling. One day. <laughs> you know, seems like everybody's been getting in there except for me. But like I said, I got fat, so I need to get into better shape. Ooh. I need to be on national TV with the whole dad bod. You feel me? I can do that on the Indies. I can't do that on national TV. True, true, true. But before we uh, sign off, I got one more question. Yes, sir. AEW, WWE, NXT, NWA, Impact, all these major companies offer you. The exact same contract. Which one you're signing? Which one are you gonna sign with? Going with NXT. NXT. Oh, I'm gonna stay there for the rest of my career. <laughs> I'm not moving. Do not touch me. I'm not going to the main roster. I'm staying here. Don't want to go to the main roster because I know what's gonna happen when I get up there. I'm good. I'm good. You want? You want? You want to be a jobber for WWE? It's not even that, bro. Is this? 
I know, I know my fate is written on the wall when I get onto the main roster, man. <laughs> man, but you could be a jobber. Bro, they're gonna turn me into the Kevin Hart of wrestling. No. That's fine. You're getting paid, no? Man, no. And you know what? I hate, I don't, I don't want to say I hate comedy wrestling. Comedy wrestling doesn't fit for me, even though I'm a goofy guy. I still want to be taken seriously. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. I hate people. Oh, make me laugh. I ain't your damn clown. What are you talking about? Everybody see me, they think I'm Kevin Hart, man. No, no. I don't know about that part, but I don't see Kevin Hart. I see Uncle Phil, though. Uh, see, I knew you were going to throw it in there eventually. Threw it in at the end. Good job. Touche. Touche. I can do it. that dap. <laughs> So can't do that dap anymore before, unless I get hurt. Oh man, look, getting to that stage. But hey, um, man, hell yeah, thirty years old. I'm not even about to say nothing to you. Thirty years old. Yeah. I'll be I got four hernia discs on my lower back. So, what? so my back is like eighty-two. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Jeez, my back just hurt. Just hear that, bro. Oh, so yeah, but well, you get that taken care of, bro. Uh, I am baby steps. Finally got insurance. Baby steps. Damn, um, that is horrible. Insurance is a. I, I don't even want to get started on that. <laughs> that's a different, that's that, a different episode or a different podcast. So, all right, man. Pre- once again, appreciate your time. The King Pit, Damien. Tyler, right? The, the Kingpin, Damian Tyler. You're going to get it eventually. I'm, I'm going to let you pass today. Damian, King, the Kingpin, Tyler. You, you, I know you're doing it on purpose. It's fine. AKA Uncle Phil. It's cool. It's cool. AKA throws jazz out the door. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> this is why I do, I, I, you know, I wanted to do Zoom with you because I knew if I was right there, you would have like kicked me out. You know, yep. <laughs> You want to be? It's just I'm Uncle Phil. Here you go. Yeah, and then I want to be like ah ah ah. As you get tossed out. Yep. All right. Well, once again, thank you for your time. Um, you. I'm gonna put your info down on the link description. So if anybody wants to book you in the future, or you know, tell you that you suck. I know, right? If you all your stuff will be down there. Tell me that I suck, please. Hit up that link, baby. <laughs> for show. But all right, listeners, this is it for this episode. I'm your host, Appreciate Ian, you. with my co-host ever, but he ain't here. So Damian Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Uncle Phil. Thank it's you. Cool. It's cool. I, I, I know you're doing it on purpose. I know you're doing it on purpose. It's fine. And we are out. Do-do-do. Yay! Yeah.